Welcome to the Morning After Show, a podcast for the girls who stay up late, taking care of business. I'm Anya, founder of Lady Bourbon Social Club. Join me as I talk to dynamic black women in business and branding. Each episode, they'll drop tips and gems to grow your ideas into successful businesses. Follow, share, and rate the Morning After Show on every podcast platform so you never miss out. Let's start the show, ladies. So today, ladies, I'm so, so excited to talk to this woman. You guys don't even know I'm already out of breath. She is a talented creative that has taken her skills to artists who influence crowds across the world. Please welcome Candice Hoquette, a CX style sustainable tailor and stylist. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm really happy we found time and, you know, you're a girl. And, you know, there's a lot of big things going on, I'm sure, in both our lives. So it's a good time to chat. (laughs) Yes, it's always a great time to chat with you because I know you have so many great things going on. And the morning after show is really this idea I had to talk to women who I know are out here hustling, who are out here putting their dreams out there. And a lot of times they're staying up late at night, you know, making it happen. So I was hoping to put together a show that would help these ladies stay up late and do what they want to do instead of doing what they have to do. And you're a woman who I greatly, greatly admire. So thank you so much for making time for sure. Hey, let's get into it. Let me let me hear what you got. I've never been, I don't know if I've ever been, well, actually, I've been a podcast guest a couple times, but for something fun that also just talks creatively without any pressure, I've never had something that felt um, like a sister circle. So I'm very much welcome and happy to be here. <laughs> yes, definitely. I'm happy to have you too. So First thing I want to get into is just like, tell the ladies about yourself because I'm a fan girl and I think that I could probably like gush over you for the next 10 minutes, but it's not about me today. It's about you. So tell the ladies like everything you want us to kind of know. Give us like a little bit snippet into the magic sauce that is Candace. Totally. (laughs) It's so hard to talk about yourself, um, but I'm getting better at it. I've always been someone who's um, aimed for some aspect of perfection or A++ um, outcomes. And, you know, I'm learning for that to not even be a part of my definition of me and releasing that, even just starting there, releasing that has been a very fun process. It's been liberating. It's been free. And that is who I'm becoming. Mm. Um, Regardless of where I am and, and who I am and how I've gotten there, Um, what you should know about me it's just that I'm here on this community I'm here on this earth I'm here within you know this space really just to bless people with my hands I've always been you know a researcher in a sense of like wanting to take something apart put it back together see um it's 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 elements it's why um it's how and it's so what because I feel like when you figure those things out in terms of the the big W's, what do they say? The who, what, when, where, why? Um, the so what is usually like the missing the missing point. And I feel like I like to bring that to a lot of the spaces I'm in. I've always worked in marketing full time, but 
since about 2017, I've been taking my talents more professionally within the art space. Um, I've always wanted to <laughs> work in fashion. And I started on the fashion business side. I was a fashion buyer at first, and that was exciting. And dealing with money and um, big business, it, it's, it's, it still left an empty space for me. So I went back to my trade, like I said, using my hands, taking apart the, the, the problem and trying to put something back together. Um, I learned how to sew when I was 13. So thank God for grandmothers. Yes, yes. Can we get a moment for that? Yes, can we get a moment still for me. grandmother's hands? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> still nay. It was Mother's Day a couple of weeks ago, and you know she 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 was a home ec teacher. She she wow. is still alive. She um she put me into Girl Scouts, and I just oh, learned a lot of things. And that's how I learned how to sew. And long story short, started in tailoring as a side hustle, and then the pandemic happened. I just so happened to kind of leave my marketing world in the full time space. Uh, I, I left buying years ago, but um, in regard to where I was, I was at Refinery29 at the time okay. for the guys who know R29 Unbothered, did a lot of great marketing work for them. And when I left, you know, y'all know, y'all naming me around. <laughs> so yeah, I, I left there and I just wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to work in fashion a little more freely and not feel like the desk was was um, holding me back. So it just turned out where the pandemic freed up a lot of things and I, I became a stylist. I feel like it was something in my mind and in my heart that I thought it was aspirational until it became real. And it didn't become real until I was presented with an opportunity. So I just want to make that very clear. I feel like a lot of people, they get so excited to see others and and the achievements of their dreams, but sometimes we don't even know how the dreams um, ignite, how they how they manifest over time. And <laughs> my big break was with an old boss at a retail part time that I had when I was a classmate of Agnès at Howard. Like wow, ten years later, they're a reality star breaking and budding. Um, on Netflix and they for a press tour needed some people to dress them and didn't have any connects at all in the city and I just so happened to kind of just be floating I was doing a few um, uh, apprentices and, and gigs for some other folks in tailoring especially in suiting where I've been making custom suiting for folks so if you guys are getting married if you got to marry you engaged or if you really just want to pal her suit <laughs> her suits um, your girl got you. I feel like I've been working in fit for years. So, you know, I haven't dropped a line yet, but in regard to having that as a lane, that's how I stumbled across some folks who just linked me to some brands that helped prepare me so I could be, um, available to support my friend at the time. And before you knew it, the viral effect to just the art you know yeah in ourselves and like right I know we hear that all the time and it's like well how did it happen it's like me being myself with somebody at the time who knew me and just believed in me and I said yes because I almost said no and And for that reason I just want to inspire y'all yeah yeah I I love that you said that because it has been a long journey and a lot of times people do see the accomplishments or the highlight reel on social media 
they don't necessarily see that it's been a long journey of you know, doubt and, you know, no's and opportunities lost or missed. And, you know, you having this moment of being like, I'm doing this. Can you tell me, because you touched on so many different things that you've done from Netflix to, you know, stars and things like that. Can you tell me the moment where you felt like, damn, you know, like, it's not just like, I'm, trying to do it it's like this is a moment where it's like I'm doing it <laughs> you know in the pandemic even making money as an entrepreneur and that being pretty much my prime time without an employer full-time um, everybody around me found me to be crazy but I was still to this day people tell me you were one of the first people making masks when we found out about having to quarantine and things and even that just shows your first mover's advantage. You're always thinking about what's coming next. And, you know, I think I have that that superpower. But in regard to just, um, you know, being in that space, I've had to, I've had to really sacrifice. I've had to prepare myself. And I've had to just be able to say the little things will lead to the bigger things. I feel like once I got to a space where I was invited through an Instagram DM that I was two years late to reply to because wow. requests and the algorithm and, you know, the way they potentially might show up in a folder you don't know um, of folks who f follow you or don't. And it was around the time I went viral from Lauren and Cameron. And I just revisited two years in, maybe it's 2020. Lauren and Cameron from Love is Blonde, by the way, I just wanted to make sure we... Oh, no. clear clear that up our our favorite couples from the love is blind franchise so just wanted to and season <laughs> one was, when it was season one when it was real and exciting yes. and the best yes so uh -huh. just wanted to clear that up <laughs> but you know from there i just was nice i just went back to some dms and was thanking some folks and one folk a particular woman that i that i thanked she was like you know actually I think I have a project that might work for you and it turned out to be my first costume design credit for a movie that will be airing on BET this August Yay. finally full circle and being flown out being flewed out and oh kind of um we were shooting the movie in Belize for like about a, a, a little around a month time frame just being out there being someone who's completely on wardrobe having a full cast to take care of to dress to manage wow. to learn how to pivot from celebrity styling and appearances and press tours and things of that nature and tailored and individual clientele to you know a large set and um the continuity of if you have to repeat scenes if anybody's in production and video and tv and film knowing how you don't want to see a scene where I always refer to drumline, where the boy, <laughs> where the young man, he bit into a burger and then the girl's like, I can keep you up. <laughs> and he was like, uh, uh, <laughs> he was biting a burger and it was, it was bit already. But then when they came back for the scene, it was a brand new burger. And I'm like, dang, the house a new way. Just for the folks who don't know. So anyway, right, you know, right. having an experience that showed me I'm pivoting, I'm learning a new industry within wardrobe, within styling, and I'm, I'm 
I'm not having to to do much to get it. I'm just responding to things that have come my way, even if it's late. You never know what could manifest. Again, I said that earlier, but it's really true. No, it really is because I always say to myself, like, what's mine is divine. You know, everything is going to happen as it's supposed to be. So you get to a point where you feel like, oh, you answered this DM two years late. But in that time, you were preparing yourself to have the opportunity of carrying such a large production because, you know, I work in entertainment and film and a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, like making movies and TV shows and this stuff is fun. And I'm like, it's it's 12 hour days. Like, you know what I mean? Like like back to back, like nonstop calls. It's nothing but problems. Like, they, like honestly, I feel like working in art and entertainment is just about solving problems, to be honest with you. Like the creative part, um, it's, it's simple, it's easy, it comes fluidly to us, you know, it's like, here's the vision, but taking um, vision to reality or idea and concepts, you know, to the screen or making that happen is something that not every creative, not every person can do. So when you, when you say that, you know, like you were able to carry um, such a major project, can you touch on what you feel like are some of the things that prepare you to be able to work on such a big production or to work with high profile clients because you don't ever want to get an opportunity that you're not prepared for right in summation what i'm trying to say so what are the things that you feel like prepare you to be able to do a film to be able to do um, celebrity clients and to do press tours and to be able to tailor suits and things like that. <laughs> it's funny because we started we started with something that showed me, wow, this is my I made it kind of era where I really started to film myself. But then even taking it back, like you're saying, where I could start from. Um, you know, I had a cousin, not to not to put it on him, but people people identify your gifts as well. Sometimes you got to keep your ear to the ground. And, you know, my profession corporate um, in the corporate world was market research. Like all I do is look at data for consumer behavior. And I'm pretty much flexible in terms of doing what is best for the greater good, the people. What do they want um, as, a, as a marketer, at least? So when I, when I see myself as a brand, which we all are, you hear your customer reviews. They're from your friends and family, positive and negative. They give you insight as to what you could be good at. And I think over the years, people have helped me see like, wow, I'm really talented with my hands. I'm really innovative. I can make a hustle or two. And like, you know, little things like on campus, I knew a lot of different D9 Greek org folks. So girl, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt oh. you, but I can't sure. keep it in because you brought up on campus. I was holding it in and then you said on campus and it just oh. popped the bubble. We went to Howard. We we're the most beautiful women, you know, graced the yard <laughs> every day. The most stylish women with unique points of views from all over the world graced the yard every day. And Candace was <laughs> a woman who stood out, honey. Yeah. Like this is like she's the she she needs to give you guys context and backstory that like Candace 
stood out, honey. Okay. Candace <laughs> had a spotlight on her. She's like, oh, you know, like sometimes people just see a diamond in the rough. No, honey, that's not what it was. I really do have to, you know, state that. I was holding it in and I was trying to like keep the modest like bubble together. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, we can't do this. Like, no, Candace had a unique vision um, from the moment that I met her. And I'm sure it preceded me, obviously, but it's like, bam, I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, for sure, for sure. Even if it's like, as we would say on a calm, like, it's like, yeah, look, y'all, I'm just chilling right now. Unique vision. And you were also in the school of B, as you said. So even with your like suit that you had on, child, even with the suit uniform you had on, it was just like a star is born. So <laughs> yes, some stuff is just like, you know, you are who you are. You 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 are, and and it, and it helps when people start to help you identify it. It gives you confidence, and then you you take leaps of faith. I feel like I've always been a doer. I'm action oriented. I'm I'm fire, fire um fueled. I'm a, I'm a sag. So you know, big pair. We we demonstrate through our actions. And so, there we have it. Okay. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it and then see where it goes. And I think that that's what it what what it takes. Um, and what it's helped me every time every single time so since you brought up the fact that you're driven by action and fire and you're a Sagittarius what do you think keeps you inspired and motivated it's changed over time but for me right now it's finding a finding a reason to to feel needed and like my love language is received. Mm. And I think my love language, even though I have a few, the ultimate is acts of acts of service, acts of kindness. And that's very hard to do. You really have to insert yourself, your time, your energy. And um, I think that being a tailor, still being able to attend to, to clients one-to-one, being able to put my energy towards a project where you see my my vision, like you said, is still something that keeps me motivated. And you can't always get that from a role from a day to day. So I think that helps me. But also, I'm a money driven person. I would love to see all my actual skills and talents um, help generate me streams of income. And I've just always been that person. Life path number eight for any people who are out there like that. Love you. And that's it. I know it was just getting good, but it's about to get even better. You're invited to join Lady Bourbon Social Club, a cocktail club for black womenpreneurs. Chasing your dreams is never easy, but at Lady Bourbon, we make it a good time. Join us for exclusive events, business resources, inspiring content, and specialty items for a lady like you. Visit LadyBourbon.club to join, and the best part is, your membership is free. See you at the club, ladies. Now let's get back to the show. I love that you said that you're driven by the coin, because aren't we? Um, But what I found is that some of my favorite projects have not been the most lucrative ones. So 
uh, out of all of the things that you've done um, from, you know, your tailoring gigs and stylish jobs with Etikale Gold and Dream Doll and uh, all of those things, what has been your favorite gig so far? Because I think a lot of times people think that like the ones that are going to give you like the most likes or the ones that have like the celebrities attached are your favorite ones and they'd be surprised. You know, you're right. Um, you really are right. I've had so many favorites, gosh. And it's like, I didn't know the others to know that that one would become a favorite. <laughs> I'm bad at making decisions sometimes. Um, but one thing I do know is that I very much enjoyed seeing how my efforts really supported um, putting some things together for Lauren and Cameron, I mean, that was my first time. Like, that was my first time really seeing how the market could react. And they went so viral. I was able to get CAA, Creative Arts Agency, a major talent agency, to represent them um, based upon helping their audience go from, like, maybe 600,000 to, like, 2.4 million um, in less than two weeks. Like Wow. That comes from really knowing strategy. Putting it all together is my point. And I think that that helped me. But in terms of my biggest levels of um, satisfaction and not seeing the reward all the time, I would say, not to throw anyone under the bus, it, it may have been having certain opportunities where I knew I wasn't going to fully get paid, but it could be a great opportunity. And my first one was with Burna Boy. Um, styling for Madison Square Garden, the first concert that he had in terms of uh, being the first Afrobeats artist to ever headline on stage at the world's most famous arena. So it was like a kind of like a world record thing as like the first. But in regard to having the the master look, like he wore that for about 70% of the show and it was one of the only shows that msg streamed on youtube live um it's still up there and to this day it's had over three million streams there were over twenty-five thousand people in the in the arena and to think so many people were inspired ooing and eyeing and crying and screaming oh you look so good oh you look like yeah like <laughs> it's so crazy like it's so crazy because i really wasn't necessarily backstage at the time I luckily had a partner from the folks who invited me in to do something that they knew that if it led to bigger and better for me, great. But if it didn't, in terms of monetary, they could only give me the platform startups and we trade, right? And right. that's fine. And I knew what I was getting myself into, but what it did give me was that. Like, it gave me that. And it also led to, like, you know, helping with the Billboard Awards and, you know, the press store to promote Last Last. And then that was the biggest year he's had. And prior to that, Afrobeats, the year before, was really about WizKid and the the, the album with Essence and Thames and all the things related to um, that vibe. And anything before was Davido, Wiz, Wiz. So Berna coming up, that was such an honor to be a part of the one of the first times he televised a performance of last last and he did it in like my look like little old me and even if I don't get the credit all the time um it just reminds you like 
it's possible and you have the skill set and you have to promote yourself. I ebb and flow between my, 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 like, I'm not going to act like I don't practice what I preach. I don't always (laughs) post. I don't always promote. But what I do know is that if it is something where you feel like you have to get as much as you can out of it, um, do what you need to do to make that feel, look, and be the biggest thing it ever was because your role was integral. It's back at the process. So, you know, document what you can and just keep praising yourself for the part that you played because without you, in my case, in that position, without me, that look wouldn't have wouldn't have been on his body and wouldn't have made history. He would look incredible. Oh my gosh. Like it's it wasn't a fluke. He looked absolutely amazing. Okay. <laughs> Just like everybody that you put your hands on, you know, he looked so incredible. So there's different things I think that people see like you said you don't always post I am super guilty of that and um I talk about on the morning after show like playing to your um weaknesses and not always your strengths because Mm -hmm. that's not a strong suit of mine to promote and market myself um Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not so a strong suit of mine is, you know, being solution oriented and like solving problems and all of that. So thus in my businesses, I know which role I play in my C-suite, right? So what are some of the challenges in your industry that maybe you personally face or that maybe black stylists and black tailors uh, just face generally in the, in the industry? It's a long list, and I think it's just worth picking three. No, I think okay, okay, for everyone. Because one thing is one thing. Black people can complain, and one thing about me, you know, I just found a therapist, um, a new one that I let. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we continue to shop, continue to shop, always, but definitely. With that, I'm I'm holding firm to committing to just murmuring, complaining a little less, because I know it's not going to be a lot overnight, and. I could, I could just, if I could just share and inspire that with others, I feel like um, I'm taking that into account. It's not a black people thing. It's not, it's an us thing as humans. We always look at things half empty and I want to get better at feeling like, even despite that, where are the solutions? And that's what I did think about, even in just an experience I had recently, which number one would be in terms of tailoring community and even just entrepreneurs, I'm learning based upon like how you said where your kind of weaknesses are and where you don't really play that position at your at, in your um, corporation, your LLC, um, Lady Bourbon. For CX Styles, like me as an entity, I'm great in terms of like you said, the touch points, helping people, solution oriented. I'm the front face of the business. So back end work on the business, I'm always learning as fires are needing to be put out or resolved and I think sometimes we all are but it's the art of playing catch up and kind of foreseeing and having that plan ahead and I think I've learned that over time that I need to pause and think about what my protocol is and also secondly which I think is common amongst all creatives not even just tailor stylists um, but all of us especially in the black community doing things for friends and kind of like making 
exceptions for those moments where you know that you're usually within your guidelines of parameters in terms of intake, uh, pre, post, during process oriented things. And I want to get better at being consistent there. Even now to this day, I recently learned the logistics and operations side is something that is always something I need to have at the forefront of my mind because it's always at the back of my mind. So if I push it to the front, how can I think ahead? I had an issue where I um, I didn't get complete satisfaction from a client and I knew it's because I wouldn't be at a final fitting. And I kind of did a little too much in a space where the take-in included something that made it a little stiffer and kind of like in the arms. And I wish I didn't because I had to do it temporarily. And if I spoke on the process, okay, temporary tailoring, you're returning this. I can't take this apart. I can't flip it around. I can't go inside out and really dig into this. So I'm speaking to all tailors even, you know, how can we do better at our script during the fitting? Saying, okay, you want to take in? This is how the take-in has to be. If that's the case, if I attach the lining with that stitch, it's going to restrict you because the fabric in the lining doesn't move separately from the fabric in the jacket, for instance. Wow, uh, yeah. You know, and, 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 and do you and I, do we come to an agreement on what that might look like if it gets done? And um, are we able to kind of agree to what that looks like prior to me going into work, doing the work after the work is done? So you're prepared so you're protected so you're communicative so folks know what the process looks like what it doesn't look like and that it won't be perfect because it's not something that looks permanent um for instance um I think pricing is also an issue sometimes and you have to stand firm depending on where you are and depending on where the relationships may be with various folks you know in the industry um, what is something you're willing to do? Like, what's your range per look, per day, per hour, um, per item, depending on the difficulty of that item based upon the fabrication? And even just to take it higher than me and my role, but just the project. Is this project the type of project that takes more legwork? Okay, well, then it's maybe something I have to look at at a different pricing structure. All those operational aspects take some time to plan. So I would say just committing the time to doing it and standing firm into doing it, not making exceptions because most times you're going to be doing business with people within your network and that you're, you're creating and making friends with. So the blinds could blur and I'm sure we've all had that. And the beauty of being able to bounce back is in knowing that those friends helped you before meeting up with new clients, weak ties, that see a performance that, you know, you could have you could have nipped in the bud or perfected prior to. So it's always a glass half full if you try to see it that way. Yeah, definitely. And I think that having a positive outlook is the way to go almost in everything because, you know, there's always a solution to the problem. There's always something that you can learn from a mistake that you've made and sometimes for me I think that I can hold on to it being so perfect like you want to get it right you don't want to make any mistakes like you 
don't want to get any negative feedback. And for those of you that don't know, um, I went to school for theater. So all I know is notes and people <laughs> telling you what you can do better and what was wrong with something that you put your heart into. Um, so it's, it's something that, you know, you kind of learn to like flip your brain to, you know, switch into. So something that I say is mistakes make diamonds. What's a lesson that you've learned from a quote unquote mistake you may have made? Yeah. I mean, even the one that I recently just generalized, it, it actually just happened. I mean, there are bigger ones, but just the art of not having that process in place, the the intake, the protocol, like writing a script, having a checklist, um, never forgetting the little things because the little things are a part of the process. If you digitized it, what's your IRL webpage? It's like your IRL online experience. Like people would see everything. They'd be able to see the about. They'd even be able to put it in cart before they even decide to buy. Like. What's the equivalent when they're with you being a personal service support staff? Like that's the world we're in um, as creatives. We're putting our person in place and without us, there is no, no magic. So I think that that's a big challenge um, across the board. And I've seen it where I've had returns <laughs> Not because let's say communication errors and Ah, potential talent stealing, stealing clothes, losing things, oh. breaking things, um, dirtying them up. And if I'm working remotely, having folks that may not have the same return process or the, the, the checks and balances before hitting up to a register. <laughs> and then they're like, wah, wah, wah. And then, you know, they'll call every freaking location like, do not, do not let them. And it's like, I don't want everybody this. So... Listen, during my time of being a production assistant on the reel and having to return clothes to um, what's that big mall and the Grove, having to return clothes to the H&M and Zara. So, guys, this is my first time working in costume department on like a major project. Right. So I had no idea that like some of these stores, they actually have a department that these stores are supposed to or that the costume head is supposed to go through to like borrow clothes and like all of that stuff so that they can be charged for this what a lot of production companies do is they purchase the clothes like normal and then they have the you know talent wear them and then they try to go back and return the clothes normally so what will happen is the stores will start calling around and saying like hey xyz is trying to return this that and the third like do not return it because they're supposed to go about it in a way where they get paid and they can't just like take the clothes return them in x y and z so that was like my first time experiencing that where the cashier was like what did you use this for da, 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 like grilling me and i'm like why is this lady asking me all these questions and she was like listen you're supposed to go upstairs and pull these clothes from x y and z <laughs> I'm going to take this today, but don't try this again. And I just was like, what? Like, like, how old was I? Maybe like 22 or something like that. And I'm just like, what? Like, what's happening right now? Um, So, yeah, being a, a stylist is no joke when you're trying to make friends. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
please don't speak my whole life and drink everything <laughs> that we do on the side. <laughs> right now. Exactly. I mean, it's it's weird because uh, you hate to do it. Like, you hate to do it. But um, you've learned little things along the way just to help with that process to even do better with who you want to align with based upon your integrity right now. I'm blessed to be with a team who likes what they like and they keep they keep what they like. So we return what we don't. And I'm very happy to be with that team at this time. They've been blessing me. I got some stuff to do tomorrow, the next day. Um, I think I was telling Anya I'm blessed to be working with Miss Lauren Hill's team. Right now. I didn't know if I could say it, girl. I was like, listen, I'm not gonna say listen, yes, 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 yes. I mean, I, I, I kind of read the NDA enough. There's nothing to say that's negative. The team has been very, very much a blessing to me. I've been able, and just to speak to testimonials um, in terms of shifting your energy and being of service where you want to be, creating that reality. But um, I just keep trying to reinforce the same formula and make it better every time. Like, I got a call randomly about needing a tailor <laughs> randomly. So... I just found out it was for that team and I was in a cab <laughs> like in an hour or two after that um original text or email and um it's just because I answered in 15 to 20 minutes sometimes timing is divine but basically I told um the staff there I was like you know um I reached out to the stylist I was like I, I can do more than this like I'm I'm a stylist as well and they work with the whole family so at this point, it's been keeping us very busy. And shout out to Miss Hill. She just had a birthday a few days ago. So there's always yes, shout life and love. Well. And she's yes. still performing and the family, you know, we get to work and dress for them. And it's just been a dream. And like I was saying, certain teams you work with, what you like, you keep. And fortunately, we get to. And I get to even recreate, like, clothing that we buy and want to make into something different and new, which is incorporating those tailoring skills back into the style so yeah just putting yourself forward because you never know how you can kind of create <laughs> your reality in a way that's incredible and I can't wait to see what you create for her because everything you've done so far has been absolutely marvelous and I know what you're doing for her is going to exceed that and your career is going to continue to explode so I'm not going to uh, keep you from getting Miss Hill together, honey. I'm going to make sure that you got her singing up there, doing her thing. So let's get into some fun stuff. Yeah. I'm question, question, question. So yeah. this part of the interview is very lighthearted. It's where I kind of tap into my game show energy. It's where we kind of just... Have a little bit of fun because like at the end of the day, this is the morning after show and we're looking to, you know, just catch up with the girls and make sure that we're inspired and we're ready to do our thing. So when it comes down to vision boards and affirmations, which one do you feel like works for you? Um. And you have to pick one because here's the thing. I know everybody's going to be like, yeah, that's like, I put affirmation my vision board and my vision board is an affirmation and all <laughs> that the whole point is that you have to it's russian roulette like one gets the bullet so which one uh are you going to choose vision board or affirmations i'm gonna say affirmations 
dang, you got me choosing. You're... I'm telling you, because I know how the creative girls go like, oh, I put an <laughs> affirmation on my vision board. And I would just would like to say that I visual is just like, come on. She, yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm going to read myself. Do not give me any options. It's going to be hard. Okay. All right. So this is a game that I like to call triple threat. Okay. So you get three minutes to give three answers to three questions. Okay. So it's, it's really fun. I, I just got to set it up because it sounds like, you know, like very suspenseful, like triple threat, right? Like I'm my game show host bed right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the clock is going to start now. First question, three women that inspire you. Uh, um, Taraji P. Henson, uh, my cousin Mia. Uh, um, my grandmother. Grandma. It's my Both of them, only because one is late and one is is my stepdad's side and I'm very grateful to have her so I'm gonna count them as one okay so grandma's <laughs> three places you want to travel to uh seen so many things Italy. um I still gotta make it to Dubai I'm trying to shake my ass on a yacht dude. okay I rate on a tower um I've always wanted to do Tanzania so it's on my list and I do want to see Machu Picchu, so Peru, baby. Okay. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Three things you do before a gig. Pack my kit. Okay. Pack my kit. Um, it's like packing my purse. Like, my mama taught me that even before church. Like, have what you need. And I'm getting better with thinking about even like more than what I need, like even what you don't think you need that you might. Um, uh, secondly, I try to eat something because like, Lord knows that more than likely I didn't. So I love a good smoothie. I can take it with me. Um, don't ask me what's in it because it's always lit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll probably eat something or try to get something on the way. And um, thirdly, like I'll vibe. It does depend on the on on the on the day because I don't always like music with words, but I'll vibe whether it's jazz, whether it's like hip hop, um, anything trap related. Um, try to stay away from R and B before like something big because it just puts me in a in a blues mood. Like <laughs> when I be there, so I'm always up like. I'm not a huge Beyonce, like, listener in terms of, like, Beyonce's the only thing. But in terms of the high vibe, I want a good beat is all I'm saying. So, I love you, B. I'm not saying I'm not a part of the beehive, But you see, I'm not on, on the Renaissance tour right now. So, that's for a reason. I'll, I'll listen from afar and save my coin when I can shine. <laughs> or when I can tail it for you, B. And then, then you, you'll see me on the tour <laughs> when I'm backstage working, Okay. <laughs> I am cracking up, girl, because I can't wait to see it. I'm claiming it. I know we're going to see that happen for sure. For sure. Thank you for playing Triple Threat. I loved all of your answers. That was amazing. You literally answered right at the buzzer. That was your three <laughs> minutes. Perfect timing. Okay, so before I let you go, the last thing I'm going to ask is for you to give yourself a message today that you may need tomorrow.
keep maintaining your self-worth. It's what keeps you attractive in every way, shape, and form. And continue to walk in confidence consistently. That's the key. Yes, girl. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so much for coming on the morning after show. It has been a pleasure and always a good time talking to you. Guys, please, please, please uh, check out Candice. Let the ladies know where they can follow you, subscribe, uh, tune into all of your visions and get some more inspiration from you, girl, because you're so dope. <laughs> yes, I I post daily affirmation cards, so they were visuals. That's why I was like, oh, <laughs> um, you know, my IG on a regular, Um, you can find me on IG at CX Styles. I'm Candice, I tailor, so that's where the X comes from, and I style. Um, you can also find me at cxstyles.com, CX Styles on TikTok. I'm not as frequent on TikTok, but definitely link me, DM me if you ever have questions. If you want a custom moment, you want to make something, or even just talk it out, um, I'm available and just can't wait to see and be a part of the Lady Bourbon community. Are you kidding me? Thank Listen, you. girl, you already know we're having you on the morning after show, but next time we got to have some drinks and cocktails together. You know, this is oh, yeah. this is the G yeah. version. Next yeah. time is going to be vibe. So thank you so much, Candice. And ladies, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Bye, ladies. This was another episode of the Morning After Show presented by Lady Bourbon Social Club. I know you were up late, so like, share, and rate us five stars before you go. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more empowering content. Until we meet again, keep going, girl. And thanks for joining us.